When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Baseball season starts this week officially, so a lot of twin stuff on the show. And Lindsey Whalen at 10 o'clock, uh, making her second appearance of the basketball season. Now launching. Mackey and Judd. We get things rolling with the opening bell. Want to ring the bell? To the point. Dump the fire to team director. Who's the He'll bank it on left wing for Marchand. Has a step on Dumba. Left circle. Shoots. He scores. He's magic in overtime. Brad Marchand with a laser low just inside the far post. That's your game winner. 2-1 Bruins in overtime over the wild. Any point you you get at this at this juncture is, is going to be good. I mean, you look at it uh, in my estimations. We've got seven games left. If we win, you know, half of them. I mean, we want to win all of them. Quite frankly, but if you win half of them, you should be in good stead. All right. Can we talk about the potential points lost, though? Can we talk about the oh, point? The, the point is classic. The potential points lost. glass half empty. Lost last night. Can we? Can we discuss? You're, you and Bruce Boudreaux staring at the same glass of water. Bruce sees it half full. You see it half empty. This is very simple. When was the conversation, boys, that we had a while back where I came in, in here and broke down the three-on-three, three and I said it's a it's a race for possession and it's a race to score first. It's not. It shouldn't be this let's lollygag around and hope that, that we can win late in OT. That was three months ago now, probably three and a half months ago. It's it's happened like three times during the season, so yeah. So, so the Wild struggled in overtime early in the season. And then, you know what they did? They changed up the combinations. I, As I recall, Suter used to start. He didn't start. They got quicker. They won three in a row in December. Do you know in their last six OT games, and these are all potential points, because you, you can either get the two points for the win instead of the one, or if you go to a shootout, which I don't like, you can still get two points for that win. Sure. Do you know in their past six games in overtime, they are now 1-5? They are now back to being, and I understand, 3-on-3 three three does not apply to the playoffs, but this is a team that is still very much trying to wrap up a playoff spot. And again last night. So last night you start Coyle, Dumba, and Suter. And Dumba was at fault. Uh, another, he turned the puck over, which was bad. He got beat by Marchand. But I don't know why Suter is starting. And I don't understand once you solved your issues, Phil, why you've gone back to basically what caused you problems before. You seem to have a combination. As I recall, when they won the games in December, they were starting two forwards and a defenseman. Why? Because it's a race to try and win the game as quickly as possible. 
You've now gone back to starting one forward and two defensemen, and Suter was starting again last night. And I know that you've got the positive is you got three or four points playing two very tough teams on Saturday and Sunday. Sunday. Nashville is very good. All of that being said, I'm perplexed by this. Why? So okay. perplexed. I, I'm I'm torn here because I agree with your overtime assessment. I think anytime anytime there's more space on a field on a court on an ice rink, which there is when there's fewer players, there's more space. Speed matters more, right? I mean, that's like it, there's just more open space to cover before you can uh, get to a puck or get to a man. So I, I agree with you on that. Absolutely. But don't you think, big picture, this was a successful weekend for the Wild? You got Nashville, you got and you got the Bruins, and you wind up with three points in those two games. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was overall a successful weekend to beat the best team in the Western Conference a couple nights ago, too, the way that they did. Um, if you would have told me going into the weekend, it might be a bit of a buzzkill in overtime, but they're going to wind up with three points this weekend. I would have said, oh, you take that. Absolutely, you would take that. I don't disagree with that. Here, Here is the frustration. Dave's laughing, though. right? Here <laughs> is the frustration. I mean, I, I, you are in. You are in. So, so negative. So you now have 93 points. Good for a third place in the Central Division. That's all well and good. They're That's gonna fantastic. They're going to get to 100, by the way. Yeah. One of our listeners is going to cash in and write that down. They're going to get to 100. Colorado, which plays Vegas tonight, has 90. St. St. Louis, which has improved quite a bit from a, a terrible slump, has 89. The Kings have 89. Here's my overtime beef, though. In the in the six games in which you've gone one and five now, you've lost overtime games to the Calgary Flames, who aren't very good, Vancouver Canucks, and Coyotes. Now, your last two OT defeats have been to the Kings and Bruins, which are good teams. My point being is there were potential points there that are lost, and I think it's because... The Wild doesn't consistently give itself the best chance to win those games three on three. And you're not wrong about that, but you could say that, well, there is potential points to lose in a game against Nashville, and you won them because you beat them handily by multiple goals. You know, my tune, I'm going to admit, my tune on this team two months ago was wake me in the playoffs. It's the same thing every year. When will one of these, we had this pool of young players that was highly touted three or four years ago, uh, you know, Jason Zucker is a 30-goal scorer now. Mm-hmm. Jason Zucker has figured it out in the NHL how to use his speed, how to get places on the ice, and put the puck in the net. Uh, he's got 59 points going into the last, what, seven games of the season here. So he's going to wind up, he might wind up with 65 points on the season, which is a, very a nice. huge number for him. He's in the middle of his prime now. Well, probably to the back end of his hockey prime, 26 years old. But my So my tune at the time was... Until one of these guys steps up and and gets on that next level where, where maybe you can consider him one of the three or four best players on the team, it's the same story. But now that you've got, you've got Stahl and Zucker, I I don't know if they have enough lines to go like three series into the playoffs and, and get to the Stanley Cup Finals, but I'm much more bullish on this team now than I was two months ago. I'm willing to admit I probably jumped the gun two months ago and said, okay, this is this is ridiculous. Same t- this team could win a playoff series or two. That's where I stand on this team right now. They should. They they should though. That that's been the point all along. This is a team that should win a playoff series. Do I have faith in them? Not a ton. But yes, this is a team and that the should win a playoff series, and it's not going to bite them then. But yeah. my but my point is when points are, are at a premium, the overtime thing. Uh, annoys me because I don't feel like they consistently give themselves the best chance to win in a format in which in which there have been times 
where they do put the right guys out there, and at least that makes sense. By the way, we've got some wild breaking news. Item number two, we've got some wild breaking news Hold now. On. All right. It dovetails perfectly. Because, because I, on this Monday morning, didn't come to just moan and complain. I came to offer a solution, and Fletcher agrees with me. It's a done deal, boys. Boudreaux's been fired for his... No, I told you I'm a big Boudreaux guy. For his lack no, of overtime no, management. No, no, no. I haven't blamed him once this season. I blame the players for lots of things. Jordan Greenway has signed with the Wild. He's going to meet the team in Nashville. You wrote about this last night. So I did. You, you kind of, I did. Were you reporting? Did you re- did you break this news? Or no, was it no, just no, speculation? no, no, no. It's been speculated because uh, that, that, they tried to get him to turn pro after his sophomore year at BU yeah. last year. He didn't do it. And so it was being widely speculated last night that once BU lost, which they did in the NCAA tournament to Michigan on Sunday, that he was going to sign. Yeah. This is a huge move. This is an enormous move. Jordan Greenway is everything that Charlie Coyle has not been. He's bigger. He's six foot five, 238 pounds. And here's why this move is so important. He he should play for this team immediately. You might start him out third line, but I, I think he's top six very quickly. And here's where he gives you a great chance. If and when you make the playoffs and you play the Jets, who are a big bruising team, the Jets are, go- are going to do the same thing that the Blues tried to, uh, or did to you, I should say, in the playoffs last year. They're going to try and keep you away from the net and beat you up. Jordan Greenway is going to get to the net. He's six foot five. This is, this. For for the fact that Fletcher didn't make a, a trade deadline move, this is a trade deadline type of move potentially for the So team. okay, let's put away the overtime thing for a second. Because yep. I don't I agree with you. It's more of a regular season problem, and it's probably not gonna cost them a playoff spot at this point. I mean, they'd have to be really bad in the last couple weeks. It's closer than you'd like. But it yes, is, but, but I yes, think that's fine. They're gonna get Keep in. Going. And even if they get in as the as the last team in, uh like they can you can you can beat Vegas in a first round series. Keep going. So yep, let's right. put that aside. If Greenway plays the way that you think he can play, and and give you something down the stretch in the playoffs, if Zucker has reached this new level, and Eric Stahl, there's there's no off switch there. It appears. Don't you agree? This team is capable of, if not expected to make a run, beyond what they've done the last five years. I mean, don't you think this team? Has a chance to make it to the Western Conference Finals if they if they take what they've been doing the last couple months and Zucker and Stahl and you add Jordan Greenway and, go, and to the mix, and the fact that hockey is hockey and, and Vegas is not the same team as it was at the beginning of the year and all those things. I would say like that, it's, it's this team can win games. I would say that if you if you were to play the Jets with the current roster without Greenway, it would be very difficult because the Jets are big and the Jets are tough and the Jets are going to essentially box you out. And and if Coyle, if Coyle applied himself, I'd say okay, th- that's the type of guy that can drive to the net and and jump on the puck. But again, last night I didn't see him. But when you introduce a six foot five kid who's this big, who can play th- the wing, and who should be able to step in immediately, I'm not saying he's the savior. But what he can do is he can give you a chance to get to the net consistently. So yes, this is a team that should be expected. To have success in a first-round playoff series, the Jets will be tough. But this move today is a very important move. And if this kid plays a game in in the AHL, he should play about one or two. He should be up here consistently right into the playoffs. Well, you get three out of four points against two of the best teams in the league. I mean, um, and add LA into that mix. Uh, 
and going 302 in the last five, uh, I think we're holding our own. I mean, we're not getting anywhere fast, getting a point here and a point there, but I think we're going in the right direction. Now, Dave, it sounds like you spoke with the Judbot 3000 this morning. Yeah, he actually got a hold of me just before the show began with some late-breaking thoughts on last night's action. Okay, and, let's... and actually the thoughts that you just uh, played from Bruce, Bruce Boudreau himself. Okay, well, let's see how, how similar or different they are from human judge thoughts on the game. Bruce Boudreau says he's happy to get three out of four points from the weekend at home. In other words, he is happy to at least get to overtime if only to see his group of plodding bums lose in just 28 seconds. How about, instead of just settling for an overtime loss, the Wild actually try to achieve something great for once. Maybe try to sweep a back-to-back -back weekend at home and really put the NHL on notice. But that's not what we do here. Just be happy with a loss in overtime in a game that, if not for a fluke goal, you wouldn't have scored at all. Be happy with being just good enough to lose to Boston and sell it to the fans like it's a good thing. And do you want to know the really sad part? The team of 18,000 eats it up day after day. <laughs> wow. Pretty much aligned. I think the pretty vibe much aligned. It's clear. We didn't even talk. We <laughs> didn't even talk. Was he at the arena last night? I know you were. Were you guys sitting by each other? I think he was in the stands, actually. <laughs> Harass oh, really? Harassing people. How was Pat last night, by the way? Yeah, Pat went to a hockey game I, last night. He didn't just go. I drove him. Wow. I took him. Wow. I picked him. I chauffeured him to the game. <laughs> That's Wait, the only second. way he'll go to the game. He didn't have a parking pass. So he didn't schism, have a parking pass. The schism is over. If he's summoning we, you for a ride I think this, to I, a hockey game, I the think schism it might be must dead. be over. I think it might be dead. Okay. I think the schism might be dead. Did you talk in the car? Did you sit near each other? Or did you just... You know, he silent. Sat back, like, he sat in the back seat, kind of like just you and the drive. other columnist. Just don't say a word. <laughs> he just said to the X. <laughs> That's all he said to me. I said yes, Mr. Royce. That was about it. You were actually driving Lyft last night, and he ordered one. He figured out. <laughs> it's a good second job. What's wrong with that? Uber, Lyft, I do them all. Might be a good first job at some point, too. You never know in this business. Papa John's. I, I do a bunch of different things. <laughs> Weekends, man, you got to make money. <laughs> um, so, Pat, back in town and uh, going to hockey games. Just classic Pat Royce. didn't have a parking pass. We, uh, there's another. We should, we should get to this. The, the Big Ten has three teams in the Frozen Four as well. And I saw Pat trolling hockey fans on Twitter last night. So we can get to that maybe later on this hour. Miguel Sano news dump, as Judd predicted, and write that down on Friday. That happened after we went off the air. Let's get to that when we come back. And uh, Lindsey Whalen will join in about 50 minutes or so. Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd are back. Man, that sounds good. On 1500 ESPN. Strike the Bogarts. And great catch at third by Sano. A liner headed to left field, but it never got there. Showing some quick action down at third base is uh, Sano on that one. That ball looked like it was ticket at the left field, but watch the right here, the crossover step, the dive, and the nice play by Sano. Was that a joint uh, Red Sox-Twins thing? What was that? Dick Bramer and they must have done a mix. Jerry Remy, right? Okay. I think that was Remdog. Yeah, I did. it's definitely not. Uh, that's not Burt. <laughs> no, that wasn't Bert. That so was from spring. That was spring training, though, right? That was just yesterday. yesterday yeah. yeah. Okay. So they must do. I think for Red Sox twins, and maybe even they've done this for Rays twins down there. They'll just like combine the broadcast crews and then air it on both Fox affiliates or something, or I don't know. But. If it was just Dick and Bert, how would it have sounded? So no, with the diving catch at third base. That's a play that could make a Rawlings Gold Glove impression. Miguel Sano, who's 25 you years know. old, he's been in Major League <laughs> Baseball for third three years. 
He had 600 plate appearances last year. You know, you you might know what, what the plan was via Dick's Twitter account if Richard hadn't blocked you. Oh, what what did he tweet? Uh, I don't know, but I'm saying per- perhaps oh. he tweeted, hey, at JetBlue or uh, Hammond Stadium today to yeah. do game with Remdog. It's going to be great. Please tune in. But, of course, on your Twitter feed, if you tried to look at that, it would say uh, access denied. I'm going to find out here pretty shortly in about a week and a half if he's blocked me in real life as well. Really excited for that awkward encounter in the hallway at Target Field. All right, I'm going. I'm putting five bucks down on, on you. You get, hello, Philip, and that's it. Well, I mean, why would you say and, hi to someone that you block on? Like, why would you block someone on? Are you aware of the people that work in this business? Although there are people that just won't shut up about like, either whether it's politics or their kids or something that you have to mute maybe on Facebook. Hello, Philip. But we're not Facebook friends. We were just Twitter friends. Right, exactly. Twitter's not quite as well, intimate I, as Facebook. Are you, Twitter, post ba- are you Twitter friends, though? See, I, I just think it's just Acquaint- Acquaintances. Yeah, it's yeah. not really a, like fr- like Facebook, I think you're right. It's more of, of no, I care about your life. Here's a personal life picture. Twitter to me is yeah. this. Tell me something, and I don't necessarily want, want to hear something about you. Entertain me in snack-sized bites. Yeah. Yeah. And if there's news, tell me the news. Like, if you cover a beat or a team, tell me something about that team. But if it's about your kids, I don't give a damn. Yeah. Facebook, you're asking for it. Yeah, I just thought. I just thought last year. I thought he was a little bit presumptive when the Twins were playing at Yankee That's Stadium in the middle skin. of September. That's pretty thin. It wasn't skin. a huge rip. It was just. I think he needs to pump the brakes on you know talking about the Twins in the playoffs here. As it turns out, he was right. They did go back there. They did play in a playoff game. Yeah, that was a, that was a, a quick hook for you. It I thought was, man. it was a really quick. It was hook. like Luis Severino in the first inning of. Although Luis Severino gave up some runs, I didn't even give him any runs. I just. No. Sent a passive. Anyways. We'll square, uh, I'm sure we'll square that up awkwardly in the hallway of the press box in a couple you weeks will, here. You will not. <laughs> you won't even try to talk to him about it. It'd be too uncomfortable. Well, like, I'll say hi. You no, know, yeah, but I mean. Unlike you. But you, are you going to say. You would go down the service elevator. Before, oh, I, you got that right. I'll run to the staircase. Here comes Bramer. Hiding in the stairwell. Here comes, here comes Bramer. I got to go to the stairwell. So, all right, speaking of Miguel Sano, credit credit where credit's due here to uh, Judd Zolgad. Yeah. Correctly predicting that whatever the news would be, it would come out as a news dump on Friday. You predicted this and write that down. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, Friday afternoon, uh, MLB announces, I'm just going to, I'm going to read the statement here from the office of the commissioner, which, quote, has completed its investigation into an assault allegation made against Minnesota Twins third baseman Miguel Sano. The comprehensive investigation included interviews of more than 20 individuals, including Sano and the complaint uh, and the complainant, as well as a review of available documents, including, and this is interesting, mm-hmm. communication records. At the conclusion of the investigation, the office of the commissioner found there was insufficient evidence to support a disciplinary determination against Sano due to conflicting and inconsistent witness accounts and the absence of contemporaneous substantiation. That two-word combo wins the most syllables award of the Mackey and Judd show today. Very lawyer-like. Uh, barring that. the receipt of any new information of evidence, the officer or the commissioner will not impose discipline on Sano in connection with the alleged incident. So, first of all, if anyone has thoughts on Miguel Sano as a player or this case, open phone lines until 10 o'clock, 651-646-8255. If you're a woman who listens to the show and you want to chime in, Eight six six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. This is a really interesting one because it's a it's it's a current climate in our country 
where organizations all over the place, whether it's sports or not, are good, are likely going to err on the side of punishing someone who is either sexually harassing, sexually assaulting, or otherwise assaulting a woman. I think it, it, it's there's never a good time to commit a crime, but when the microscopes, when the spotlights are turned on bright, Major League Baseball is not looking to say, well, I mean, he's a star player, so not in this climate. Maybe five years ago you could accuse the NFL of that. Ray Rice, right? Not in this climate. And so I have to believe that Major League Baseball, in this particular case, turned over every possible stone. They said they talked to 20 people. You and I have heard through the grapevine, they've they've talked to people where you say, really? Like, you're wow, they're going deep talking to this person who may or may not even have a connection to what happened in the mall. Um, the communication records thing is interesting. My educated guess here is there was more to the story behind the scenes, and they wanted to know the nature of the relationship. And Major League Baseball was trying to get to the bottom of, okay, what did the story start with just some interactions at the ballpark that started the mall? Did it start sometime before that? Was there more to the story that might put into context the nature of the interaction at the mall? These are all the things Major League Baseball was trying to find out behind the scenes. And so it's tough because we're at the intersection of wanting to listen to and respect accusers, but also not wanting to crucify somebody who might not be guilty. Yeah. And you have to let the process play out. So I have to think talking to 20 people and now it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't mean that Miguel Sano is pure and innocent of all wrongdoings, whether it's this case or other cases that might not be brought to light. Mm-hmm. He's got to be an adult. Don't put yourself in bad situations. Don't grab arms of women if that is indeed what happened. Uh, don't show up to your job 40 pounds overweight at spring training. Be an adult. Be a professional. But there's a million different ways to attack this judge. Yeah, I so I see all sides here, including the twins, probably their frustration about the fact that this investigation took so long. Uh, but I appreciate the fact that it appears that baseball d- did a thorough job here. The interesting thing is, and I believe this is the case, I think this might be the first time uh, that they have come close to a suspension of a player for an incident that there's no police report for. So ordinarily, if you can start off by going to the cops and and pulling a a report, it makes your life simpler because then you've got all the facts in front of you that the police took and can go from there. They didn't have that here. So... I think it is good that they, they were this thorough. That being said, I understand probably the Twins' frustration in saying, just rule, though, because base, because opening day is coming. I get all that. Uh, but I think the last thing that you said is the most important thing, and it's this. In a lot of facets, not just this one, but a lot of facets of his life, it's time for Miguel Sano to grow up. Not bigger, but grow up. He needs to grow up. He needs to... He cannot continue to put himself, and and he's done this in different ways, he cannot continue to put himself in a situation where on on one day he can have a marvelous game or look like a great player, and our conversation is how long and, and how much would you potentially sign him for? And then the next day, have a report come out or have him show up to to spring training fat and say, I would trade this guy instantly. This, to me... He has a chance for him, if he can do it, to be reflective, to sit down and say, you know what, I got to get my bleep together. Yes. Be- because because it's not just this. It's in a lot of ways. We're talking about a guy who has God-given talent, 
and and if he applies it, could be a marvelous baseball player. But he also has a very good chance with, with the way he's gone right now to to somehow sabotage his own life and career. And I guess my question is this: What do you learn from all of this? Yeah, and and just to compare too, if if we all think he has the talent, just just from an on the field perspective to be one of the best players in baseball, or at the very least, one of the most complete hitters in baseball that you plug in at a position. And so if that's the upside we all agree that he has, and I don't know anyone who would dispute that, that his that the talent is there, the power is there. We've seen the all-around hitting ability to hit to opposite field. We've seen the eye at the plate to be able to, to work deep into counts and get pitchers to throw you a pitch that you want to match, right? So if we all agree that that's the company he can be in, well, let's start to reverse engineer this. Okay, let's look at players who are already on that level. What do you hear? Let's take Jose Altuve and Joey Votto. What do you hear about those guys in the offseason? They work out. Nothing. <laughs> they that's they, right. They stay in really good shape. They bust their asses. They sign they contracts. They stay out of the news. They're not harassing or assaulting allegedly. Uh, they're not. They're not showing up overweight reportedly. Joey Votto's on MLB Network breaking down hitting for 10 minutes with, you know, with uh, Eric Burns and and whoever else, like a scientist. Jose Altuve goes away for three months, comes back as a machine, puts in the work. So at some point, you and I both agree on this. He's got to be more of an adult. He's got to be more of a professional. And you know what? Sometimes backgrounds can, maybe his background, whether he was pampered, and and told that he was the greatest at every level throughout the Dominican Republic, and then you know he came over to he came over to play professional baseball at least in academies um, and extended spring training as like a 16, 17 year old. So it's been it's been a long road. It's been like almost a decade from when the Twins signed him to when you know we get to this off season into the into the regular season. Be a professional, man. Like take your craft seriously. Stay out of the headlines. Yeah. Stop if if being promiscuous is what he's guilty of. Apply yourself though. Just apply yourself. Yeah. You, you you've got the talent, and and I'm telling you right now, my uh, my gut still says if I'm the Twins, I ho- hope he has a great year. But if behind the scenes things don't change, I'm trading him. I hope he I hope he doesn't get in trouble. But if I still see the same guy, if this, if this whole thing doesn't make him sit down and say. I need to change myself. I don't care if you hit 40 home runs. If I'm the Twins, if if he remains the same person, I'm saying to myself, eventually something's going to bite us all right in the ass. I'm trading him unless I see changes. And if his number one and maybe only real quality as a player, if he doesn't have a position, if he has outgrown third base, and if he's going to strike out on a percentage basis more often than any hitter in baseball, which he has, by the way, if power is the thing, well, yeah, but he hits home runs. I'm sorry. There's more balls flying out of the stadium in 2017-18 than any other period in baseball history. It's not a premium. You can find a guy to hit 35 home runs. Brent Rooker is going to come up at some point, maybe later this year. He's going to hit like 30 home runs in a big league season before too long. Sure. So there's there's got to be... If we're talking about a $20 million a year player, a cornerstone player, a leader in the clubhouse, he's so far away from that right now. Mm-hmm. And the redemption tour has to start in 2018 for him. Agreed completely. So, I don't know. It's hard to sit here and say, well, I'd, I, I've seen a lot of hot takes on Major League Baseball's decision just floating around the internet. 
how can they not suspend him? I, I believe Betsy is the woman's name. Major League Baseball, I do trust if they talked to 20 people and they went through communication records, they must have found more information digging behind the scenes that exonerated Miguel Snow in this particular case. So I trust that investigation. I do. Yeah. Or they, they couldn't. They, there's a very, very good chance that they talked to a bunch of people and th- there were a lot of things on both sides. And and as I said before, without a police report on this, it's difficult. But the point being is he's now being given a chance to sit down and think about this. And if he's smart enough to, God bless him. If he changes, that's great. If I'm the twins, I'm thrilled. But if he basically says, well, you know what? Caught a break. That's awesome. Going out uh, tonight. You've got a problem there. And that's what, if if you're the twins, if they trade him, basically it's going to come down to the fact that they see a guy who is not going to change. Yeah. And as far as trading, like his value, I'm sure they floated him in the offseason because why wouldn't you? And I'm I'm guessing it's a really coming off an injury and playing a half season hasn't played a full season yet in the major leagues hasn't come close he's missed like eighty combined games the last couple of years and then this stuff it's a bad time to trade him just in terms of value but uh, if you guys have thoughts on this open phone line six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred let's talk for a minute here about Luther Brookdale Toyota which is right on the corner of 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. The brand-new Camry, the 2018 Camry, is uh, receiving rave reviews all over the place. It's got the sleek new exterior. Every two or three years, they update the look of the Camry, the Corolla. I personally love the sport model where you get uh, the sunroof included for these hopefully soon warm and sunny days as baseball season approaches. You also get upgraded safety features, Sporty new styling on the interior and an 8-inch touchscreen 3.0 Entune system, which allows you to connect your phone to the car. You get uh, built-in GPS, reverse cam, innovative technology all over the place with these brand-new 2018 Camrys. And you can just stop in anytime between now and 9 o'clock tonight if you want to get a test drive and check one out for yourself. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Phil Mackey. The term closer is antiquated now. Your best reliever oftentimes isn't being saved until the ninth inning. Judd Zolgad. The catch, rule, and porn are the same thing. I know them when I see them. (laughs) Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. All right, we're talking about this Miguel Sano news that came down on Friday. We'll catch up with our friend Lindsey Whalen in about a half hour from now at the top of the hour. And we'll start making our... Twins and baseball-related season predictions on today's show, too. Starting at 11 o'clock today with some home run write-that-down predictions. So these these aren't just like any predictions. These are swing-for-the-fence predictions that will count in our write-that-down collection of batting averages and uh, slugging percentages. But on Miguel Sano, you and I both agree, and we'll take some calls starting with Steve in just a second here, but 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. Uh, you and I are both happy that Major League Baseball talked to 20 different people. It wasn't just like, let's talk to a couple people over here. They went thorough. It, there's a reason it took them two months or maybe more. It might have been three months to to finally announce on uh, Friday December afternoon. December came out, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and, they, and they went through communication records. So presumably, um, this is just educated speculation, phone conversations or text conversations. Mm-hmm. Perhaps there was... Previous interaction between Miguel and the accuser that may have may have shed some light on the nature of their relationship. Baseball wanted to get to the bottom of all these things, and they determined not enough information uh, against Miguel Sano to suspend him. 
But you and I both agree, dude, clean it up. Treat people with more respect. Be more aware of... Treat yourself, too. Yes. Don't be, let yourself get fat. Well, there's that, yes. There, but, but, I mean, there, there's just... There's a lot of things with him where you look and say, that's a red flag. Are you going to learn from that? Yeah, be a better professional. Yeah, be a better be person. professional, right. And, and maybe you'll start to blossom here and become the player that everyone kind of hopes that you can become in 2018. And beyond that, just, like, treat people better. If, if you're getting a... Chances are you're not just getting accused of things in a vacuum in life. Like, you're not just walking down the street yeah. and... Hey, that guy, that Judd Zolgad guy, like, I'm going to frame him for something. It's yes, it's not a coincidence. 651-646-8255. Steve, you're on the show. Hey, Judd and Phil. What's Hi, going Steve. on, Steve? It's uh, Sano. Uh, my number one thing and problem with him is he's with the Jay-Z organization. Do you think he's getting a lot of backing with that? We all know he's too fat. He's not going to play first. He's never going to go from first to third. It's probably time to get rid of him. Well, the tw- it's, it's possible uh, that the Twins might be looking to trade him here. I think there's been some rumors but, that they floated him in the Chris Archer conversation. That, that's why if you're the Twins and you see no personality or lifestyle changes, you hold your breath, you hope he hits 40 home runs, you hope he stays out of trouble, at least publicly, Yeah, and then you shop him. Well, he, to his first point, he, he mentioned Jay-Z's agency. It's called Rock Nation, R-O-C Nation. Miguel Sano jumped on board with Rock Nation about two years ago. His longtime agent, Rob Plummer, is the one that kind of negotiated just the, the lower-level stuff up until now, and then with a big contract maybe on the horizon, he wanted a, just a, a larger operation to oversee his negotiation and all the other perks that could go with Jay-Z's sports agency. To, I think I, it sounded like the caller was maybe just assuming that well, it's Jay Z. Oh, Jay Z. Jay Z is one of the most successful businessmen in the last twenty-five years of entertainment. Yeah. So I, Jay Z well, should be painted in a, and I don't think there's been. Am I wrong? I don't think there's been anything criminal or anything uh, with them. Jay Z. No, no. 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 Victor Cruz, who you and I met, sat down with at Radio Row. He's one of the Rock Nation clients. Kevin Durant. Like there, there's a lot of good people and athletes that are part of Rock Nation. So just to say that, well, he, you know, he's part of Jay-Z's agency, so clearly he has no morals. Like, that is wildly incorrect. If your agency has to step in and babysit you, too, something's wrong. They're there to work out contracts when for you. When you're 18, I could see it. Yeah, when sure. you're a 24, 25-year-old right. adult, but, it's time to grow up. But at his age, they're there to negotiate contracts for him. They're there to help him out when necessary. And, and if he needs financial counseling... They, they are there for that or to find uh, someone who can help him with that in life. They are not there, though, to watch him or babysit him. This is, this, to put this very clearly, this is only on one person, Sano himself. Like, if he does, if he's not going to change, then I don't care what the twins do. I don't care what his friends do. I don't care what Jay-Z does. It's not going to help. This, this is about one guy realizing, I have a ton of talent. And, and if I lose some weight and am a decent person, I can play third base. His value at third base is through the roof. Yeah. So if he if he wants to do that, that's up to him. If he wants to be a screw up, that's yeah. also up to him. But this is not. This should not be about well. Well, the twins have to do this. If that's the case, then guess what? You just don't get it. You know, I'm a big fan of so. of the concept of reverse engineering too. Okay. What, what what's my goal? My goal is to be a star third baseman. 
All right, the reverse engineering process would look like this. What do great star third basemen look like, act like, right? How are they, you know, what do they look like physically? What do they, speed-wise, all those things. Nolan Arenado, who shockingly is not a household name outside of diehard baseball fans, but is probably one of the five best position players in the game the last few years. Nolan Arenado at the plate, and he's great offensively, defensively. So at the plate, Nolan Arenado, 300 hitter, guy hits 40 home runs, drives in and scores over 100 runs on an annual basis. The benefit of playing in Coors Field helps him. Uh, Gold glove caliber third baseman. The guy picks everything. He's a vacuum at third base. All right, well, that's interesting. What's uh, what's he listed at? Well, he's... uh, He's six foot two. Okay, pretty standard. What Miguel knows about what six foot three, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Yeah, listed at two hundred five pounds. Let's give him credit up to like two twenty. Maybe he's up to two twenty or something. So if we're going to reverse engineer Miguel Sano's path to being a star third baseman, let's just say defensively, and the best guy in the league is two hundred five. Let's let's even bloat that up to two hundred twenty pounds and not an ounce of fat on his body. And you're pushing three bills, dude. Yeah. You went, you, you, <laughs> because you had you can, surgery and said I, I was forced to sit on a couch. But the frustrating thing here, here is this, though. Sonos has an opportunity, if he wants it, to almost establish a new blueprint for his for his position. Because if you look at that size, you ordinarily would say, no way. First base, DH, right? Miguel Sano has the opportunity to say, no, I can do this. I'm going to get in great shape. And that doesn't mean I'm going to be light. It means I'm not going to look like a house. He he has the opportunity to to set some new parameters because what sports are constantly changing. People are constantly ch- changing as far as as this guy didn't used to look like a guard, but now he can play guard, right? So Miguel Sano has an opportunity here to essentially say. I'm going to apply myself to the best of my abilities, and I'm going to set a new blueprint for the spot I'm playing, and I'm staying here. And that's what's frustrating about watching him because what you see is sort of this carefree, happy-go-lucky, I'm good, so I'm just good enough. Yeah, it's a there's a certain entitlement that isn't shocking at all, and I think there's a lot of athletes who just get to a point where they understand talent got me to, to this point, but there's another level of work that goes into if if the if there's a bunch of players who are just as highly touted as me growing up and just as talented as me up until age 23 24 what separates okay what's that next level what separates you and it's it's the work ethic it's body it's nutrition it's all these things right i mean uh, i think Justin Morneau was a guy who kind of you know he could hit a bunch of bombs and got to the big leagues and struggled for a couple of years and it was kind of a it was come to Jesus meeting with Ron Gardenhire, and all of a sudden he realized, oh man, like there's a yeah okay, there's a certain level of work, or maybe not necessarily that he wasn't working hard, but working smarter in certain areas, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Professional. But I need to figure it out. Yeah, and he did, and and so maybe maybe all of this for Miguel Sano the last couple of years, injuries, off the field allegations, weight problems. You can't have someone force feed you the recipe. You can ask for it, but it's got to be on you to ask for Correct. it. Correct. And we're going to find out a lot in 2018. If he's just going to be a, a 250 hitter who strikes out 220 times in a full season, hits a bunch of bombs, and can't play third base, that's not a guy that I'm going to give $150 million to over the course of seven years what, or something. What bugs me now is I feel that, that he he doesn't even know where to go to ask for it. And that's what he has to learn. 
That's what he has to learn. He needs he needs to say to himself, with my abilities, how do I make myself great? And I don't even know. He he had a quote uh, after the decision came down on Friday that from most players wouldn't have bugged me a bit, but from him I could tell. He said something like, this is going to be a great party, and now I get to join the party or something like that. And that's sort of how he perceives life, I think. I've got the statement right here. Is it the Players Association statement no, no, or no, his quote it's, to the media? It's, it's from it. Miguel talked to the press, I think, on Saturday. Okay. And so, but he talked about joining the party. And in his case, I think he sees this all as just sort of fun. Well, it can be fun, but it's got to start by being a professional. It doesn't start as a party. It starts as applying yourself. And and then if it becomes fun from, fun from there, that's fantastic. But I think he sees the whole thing as basically this, everyone's having a great time and I am, and then we're going to go. No, that's not how it really works. Yeah. Uh, 651-646-8255-877-615-1500. We will deliver uh, our first round of multiple days of Twins and baseball predictions. Later on, we'll start with some home run, write that down predictions at 11. Lindsey Whalen in about 15 minutes to talk some hoops. We can ask her about Kirk Cousins, too. She's a big Vikings fan. We didn't, we didn't get to that last week. And, um, yeah, a bunch of other stuff between now and 1 o'clock. Mackie and Judd now continue. No way. You can't just stroll up and be welcomed back by everyone. Hey, welcome back. On 1500 ESPN. Join 1500 ESPN and the beer show's Chris Reavers for the 2018 Minnesota Brewers Ball, Saturday, April 7th at International Market Square Building in Minneapolis. You can enjoy samples from more than 30 breweries, distilleries, and wineries, all while raising money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. The evening will also include some good food, as well as the silent and live auctions. General admission and VIP tickets are on sale now, and you can find details at 1500ESPN.com, keyword events. Do the Buckeyes have an answer? They do! Kevin Miller in front, his second. Ohio State back up three. Boca gets up into the rush. Scores! Nicholas Boca giving Michigan some insurance. Maltris in front, score! Dylan Malmquist, out of nowhere, snipes it home for the 2-1. Yeah, what do you think of that Big Ten hockey critic, Judd? Big Ten hockey critic, Ohio State, week, did you? Notre Dame, you didn't to me last week, and did you? Michigan, 75% of the Frozen Four, all from the Big Ten. And in fact, it's like when, half the league, baby. Yes, and in fact, when the Big Ten uh, conference debuted in hockey, it was not very good. It is now very good. This, if you are, but... The issue is this. It's not that people people were down on the conference and when the Gophers moved to it initially because they didn't like the switch from the WCHA and they and the Big Ten was not good. Now the Big Ten is good, but that doesn't mean that interest is going to skyrocket. However, this is a very important time if you are the Gopher program and whoever the new coach is when that person is probably named in the coming days to to basically go to the mountaintop and tell your fan base, this is a great conference. This is a good conference now. It's really good because you, you've got, what, Michigan, Ohio State, and I, I think your club, right? The Irish are in the uh, tournament. Wait, you didn't even know? 
I knew and you didn't even you didn't the even Notre know. Dame fighting. No, I was. You didn't even know. Well, they're new in the league this year. You they didn't even know. Played the damn fight song at the end of that clip. They're new in the league this You're year. You're a fraud. They're new in the league this you year. You fraud. It's not a fraud. I had my leprechaun outfit on That's yesterday watching the game on. Oh, you didn't. Even, you didn't watch the game. Was you did not watch. CBS? You talked about a fraud. You did not watch the game. No, I did not. You did not watch the game. I was watching. I was watching uh, porn stars talk about our president after the magical college basketball day. How was that, by the way? I feel like Donald Trump was probably at Buffalo Wild Wings, like hitting the, like what's the button you hit at Buffalo Wild Wings where the sprinkler pops up and the football game continues? Oh, to try and stop it? Just to like, over fifth overtime, sixth overtime. <laughs> keep the game going. Maybe they'll just push this back another week or so. Anyway, the point being is, is if you're the Gophers, it's very important now to make sure your fan base knows that this conference is good. The conference is good. Now the question is, Will that engage your fan base? I, and I, I don't, don't know. I don't know if that's the case or not. And in fairness, I don't think the the Big Ten argument. Like people knew when the Big Ten was launched. Like people knew that Michigan was good and Wisconsin at the time. Wisconsin was really good, and the questions were going to be Ohio State, Penn State. Well, Wisconsin new. was bad, and now and now they're they're getting good again. Well, Wisconsin, no, but Wisconsin toward the end of the WCHA yeah, run was really good, and then they good. fell off the map. You know, but when they launched the Big yeah. Ten, Wisconsin was not a dumpster fire. I don't think. Uh, maybe I'm wrong on that, but but Wisconsin was was very good for a number of years. So I don't I don't think the argument was oh my god. I think it was whoa all these rivalries that were that would bring St. Cloud fans to Mariucci or on a regular basis. And, yeah, it was definitely mixed. So so the Big Ten having four teams in the Frozen Four, thus proving quality of conference. I don't think that solves the core three problem. Teams. What did I say? They've got three. No, the fourth is Duluth. You said four teams. Oh, I meant three. They've got three of the, of the four. four teams that sure. are coming here on That's April 5th. Right. So my 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 point is, if the conference being good again or yep. being good for the first time doesn't fix the problem that fans don't really care about Ohio State versus Minnesota, absolutely. Nor yeah. will they travel back and forth to fill each other's arenas. Yes. Uh, I just I think maybe I'm wrong again on this, but I think if like Mankato brought fans two hours or an hour and a half up north to Mariucci Arena for a series. The, the dynamic That's not going to happen. Penn State fans aren't coming over to watch those games like they would a football game necessarily. The business dynamics of college hockey have changed a lot, and it bugs people. Uh, the, the inconsistencies sometimes of start times. I, I think it's become better of late, but for a while there, the inconsistency of start days, which, which used to be Friday, Saturday, almost every week, and then became Thursday, Saturday, or or Friday, Sunday, the business of the sport has changed. But but my point for the past two weeks has been whoever you get in here as coach has to say, hey, folks, you know what? This is us now. What's our timeline there? You can't be. Uh, Motsko's available. Well, now. if it's Motsko, his, his team choked out quickly. If it's, if it's Motsko, you could probably get it done by the end of this week. I think Doogie told us last Friday during the scoop segment that he would expect it would might be done in a week. So if it's Motsko, it's probably a week. Uh, if it's Patoni, his team's out. So yeah, I, I would not be surprised if there's a press conference on Friday. But this does this does come down to the fact that you now have to re-engage your fan base. You've got to go find fans again. It's never going to be the same, but it can improve. But it doesn't hurt that the three of the four teams from your conference are in this tournament, that the tournament's here now. And you really need somebody to sell people on the fact that there's positives here. Is this still the most prestigious college hockey coaching opening in the country, even though the team hasn't been great the last? I think so. I would say yes. I mean, there's some, there, there are there are prestigious schools out east. There are good schools. 
I would say though that if you if you get the keys to this car for college hockey purposes, it's a pretty good car. So yes, I think it's a and and Motsko. I saw this in I think it was a Sunday story in the Star Tribune, if I'm not mistaken. I do believe he is some uh, at Saint Cloud State right now. He's somewhere north of three hundred thousand dollars. So let's say you offer him seven hundred thousand plus here, and this job, it's probably hard to say no. Yeah, and just like. The built-in infrastructure of having, I mean, it's nice to have an NHL team in town and there's connections and you can work out with players if you want to. Not that you can't do that in Boston, obviously, like Boston U or Boston College. Uh, but there's a lot of just built-in, you got a great arena that still looks relatively new, even though it was built in the early 90s. And they're still doing work to to re- redo it, too. So, yeah, I mean, there's, if, if you if you can get this job and, and to go back to what I've been talking about for a while now, if you get this job, and you do the work, which is which is basically going on the banquet circuit. You know the one the one thing that Lucia and Woog they could do that, but the building was still going to be full. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that the new person is going to have to do is they they are going to have to go find fans mm-hmm. and cultivate them from that. For sure. where, where as opposed for years and years, you basically would start the season, throw the doors open, and fans would just show up. Why don't you start by just packing five sections of students again? Like I like ten or twelve years ago, and I would discount tickets enormously. Whatever right now. you have to do to get sure. students in the door to just make it more festive and more fun again. Absolutely, start there, even if you have to take a bath on tickets and uh, and go forward. All right, let's catch up with our friend Lindsey Wayne. We'll talk some hoops here. Uh, something maybe this pops up here too at some point in the next half hour. A great NBA mind pointed out something regarding Tom Thibodeau's strategic coaching that uh, doesn't bode well. The Wolves are still going to be fine with their schedule here, but Tom Thibodeau's X's and O's mind here. We'll we'll get to that. Lindsey Whalen's going to join us. Let's talk first about this 55-inch magnificent TV in our studio. It's the TCL Broadcast Studios, and uh, the award-winning TCL P-Series TV is getting rave reviews all across the Internet and top publications. If you are interested in 4K picture quality, and 4,000-plus streaming channels in addition to your cable satellite menu and 450,000-plus movies, TV show episodes. The P-Series TV is uh, probably your best option, unquestionably your best option. How about this? According to Wirecutter Magazine, named the best TV of 2017, quote, it produces images with more detail, brightness, and color than most TVs that cost hundreds more. This is from CNET, which said, quote, truly excellent image quality and the best smart TV system on the market. Any major local retailer or TCLUSA.com if you want to find out more about America's fastest growing TV brand, TCL.